Welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. And I'm Lauren. It's hot. You don't say. Apparently all over the old PNW, it's just hot. Hot enough for you? <laughs> uh, I hate it when people say that. This is not a visual medium, but we are. But everyone recording today is entirely shirtless. Yeah, it's the nearly nude podcast recording. <laughs> the the nearly nude podcast that would be a <laughs> suddenly the mind brims with ideas we like like i love the notion that the entire selling point is everyone is naked but it's a podcast well being that uh, i can only see you from about the upper chest up i have no idea whether you're wearing clothes or not i have one pair of underpants and a pair of cotton sandals yeah I'm in a sports bra and some booty shorts. Because <laughs> it's hot. Because it's hot. It's supposed to get up to maybe even 115 today. I keep seeing it bounce between 112 and 115 in the predictions. Oh, that is proper Arizona weather. Yeah, <sighs> except that we don't have air conditioning and our buildings weren't built to deal with the heat. I'm in the same boat as you. I have a heater that runs the length of the floor. Uh, which is pretty useless. Uh, I don't have a fan. I don't have air conditioning. Last I checked, the ambient temperature in here was 88, but I am from Texas, and so I'm pretty physically equipped to deal with it. It doesn't feel like it it feels warm, but I'm not like suffering or anything. Yeah, so uh, my friend just moved in uh, for a bit, and she came straight from Texas, and she's Mm. just like, well, I've been training for this for an entire year, so here we go. Yeah, and when she got in, uh, I, I have some window units, and I put a window unit in her room and then a window unit in my room, and she had, I, I heard what I thought was the air conditioner going, so I uh, when she was heading out, I was like, hey, don't forget to turn the air conditioning off, and she was like, oh, I'll just leave the, the fan on, so she went to turn it, go turn it off, or turn it to fan, and she realized that she already had it on fan, and she was just like, oh, I just didn't think it was very strong, and like... You are prepared from Texas. <laughs> no joke. Nicely done. Yeah. I'm told that if one, if there isn't anyone present, fans operate like, like an air conditioner will cool the ambient temperature, but fans are just like evaporative cooling. Right. And so if there's no one present, there's no sense in keeping a fan on. Well, they can move air around. And so if you have pools of warmer air and colder air, if you set up your fans right, you can actually move the cooler air and disperse the warmer air but you have to do it really precisely and most people aren't going to do that i know i'm not no me neither my entire plan is to go about in underpants for the next few days and then yeah (laughs) yeah so i dare say that we you have a poem right i do imagine that i might be having a poem imagine that was such a ludicrous idea i know hey you know somebody should do a podcast where they read a poem and then talk about it Only losers would do such a thing. Most certainly. All right, here's Sleeping Sardines. I'm tired of eating just beans, says I. So I opened a can of sardines. But they started to squeak. Hey, we're trying to sleep. We were snuggled up tight till you let in the light. You big silly sap, let us finish our nap. Now close up the lid. So that's what I did. Will somebody please pass the beans? It's just a cute poem. It is a cute poem. And there's a, you know, a drawing of, it says sardines and then yes on the tin. And it's all folded back to show four fishy looking things, you know, 
shouting sardines if you will sardines there's a lot that dates this for one the can is opened with that old turny key method yeah Yeah. and i i love that it's yes brand sardines is there a yes brand no not to my knowledge but i used to work near a chinese buffet restaurant and it was called the yes buffet and its logo was the word yes with an exclamation point and then a big thumbs up. And so I couldn't pronounce it any other way other than the yes buffet. I wonder if there's uh, more, if there are more letters going around the tin though. Like it says yes, but maybe it stands for yes, sir, or yes up. Yesterday's sardines. Yesterday's, <laughs> yesterday's catch. <laughs> I feel like Yesterday's Sardines is a great emo band name. Well, if they're in a tin, they are probably sardines from yesterday, the day before, and the day before, and a long time ago. Do you enjoy sardines? Uh, Probably not. Oh, you, uh, you, you haven't had the pleasure? No, I have been vegetarian since I was 14, except for uh, when I go to Asia, I will eat fish, and sardines in... weren't too much of a thing in Japan. Yeah, no, not too much. I love sardines but i also love alarming food cats really like sardines they like the smell of it a lot they are very fishy smell yeah they really like the smell if you want to trap cats often people will use sardines (gasps) i did not know that Mm -hmm. yeah why why uh why sleeping sardines oh a number of reasons one it is so freaking hot that all i really want to do is lay about there's not a whole lot else to be done i know i feel hot day i feel very lucky that i can just pretty much lie, lie about. Then also, it's a p- funny poem for me because I'm a vegetarian and I'm always eating beans rather than sardines anyway. <laughs> and on top of that, uh, I'm eating a lot of beans right now because I ran out of other cold foods and I don't want to cook. It's too hot to cook. And so the two choices are uh, order food, which I have a couple times, or like try to find interesting things to do with cans of beans. And so yesterday I made a bean salad. It was actually pretty good. It was like beans and cabbage and garbanzo beans and thyme and sage and vinegar and olive oil and lots of fresh garlic and cucumber. And it wasn't bad, but I do remember making it and being like, well, cold bean dinner is ready. <laughs> Would you like to know something profound? Mm. It's so interesting that you say cold bean dinner. Uh, My daily lunch is a quote-unquote salad made with chickpeas. Oh, I love salad with chickpeas. And so it's, it's a base of chickpeas and coated on top with some a little bit of olive oil, a balsamic vinegar, and soba sauce. Mm. Then a layer of kimchi on top of that. Then a layer of cucumber on top of that, and then either a boiled egg or a cut-up hot dog. Sounds pretty good. Wait, almost sounded really good. (laughs) (laughs) I love that curveball that I get to throw in at the end there. (laughs) I was like, boiled egg. Okay, cool. Yeah, this sounds like, wait a minute. No, 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 not on the hot dogs. No. Because remember, everybody, Russ has the palate of a sixth grader. I don't know. There are a lot of things in there that most sixth graders wouldn't have been very kind towards. I was not a picky eater as a child. I, my grandmother once told me that I would have a very common phrase. I called her Mimi. And and my common phrase would be, Mimi, what's this in my mouth? <laughs> I wouldn't even ask questions. Just cram it in there. <laughs> That's really charming. 
Well, I don't have too much to say. I think the heat is ruining any of my creativity or wittiness. It's all just been kind of melted. Well, then let's go over to mine. All right. So Paul Bunyan by Shel Silverstein. He rode through the woods on a big blue ox. He had fists as hard as chopping blocks. 500 pounds and 9 feet tall. That's Paul. Talk about working. When he swung his axe, you could hear it ring for a mile and a half. Then he'd yell, Timber! And down she'd fall. For Paul. Talk about drinking that man so mean that he never drank nothing but kerosene. And a five-gallon can is a little bit small for Paul. Talk about tough. Well, he once had a fight with a thunderstorm on a cold, dark night. I ain't saying who won, but it don't storm at all round here, thanks to Paul. He was 90 years old when he said with a sigh, I think I'm going to lay right down and die. Because sunshine and sorrow, I've seen it all, says Paul. He says, there ain't no man alive can kill me. Ain't no woman round can thrill me. And I think heaven just might be a ball, says Paul. So he died and we cried. It took 18 men just to bust the ground. It took 24 more just to lower him down. And we covered him up and we figured that was all for Paul. But late one night, the trees started shaking, the dogs started howling, and the earth started quaking. And out of the ground with a, hi, y'all, come Paul. He shook the dirt from off of his clothes. He scratched his butt and he wiped his nose. You know, being dead wasn't no fun at all, says Paul. He says, up in heaven, they got harps on their knees, they got clouds and wings, but they got no trees. I don't think that's much of a heaven at all, says Paul. So he jumps on his ox with a fare thee well. He says, I'll find out if they's trees in hell. And he rode away. And that was all we ever seen of Paul. But the next time you hear a timber yell that sounds like it's coming from the pits of hell, then a weird and devilish ghostly wail, like somebody's chopping on the devil's tail, then a shout, a call, a crash, a fall. That ain't no mortal man at all. That's Paul. And, of course, the illustration is lots of tiny, normal, human-sized uh, lumberjacks gathered around a massive tree stump with a god-sized axe embedded in it. And the axe has the initials PB. PB. For peanut butter, obviously. Right. So why did you choose Paul Bunyan today? Well, I ch well, of course I chose this because controversy. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> what now? One of the, 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 uh, one of the big... Uh, talking points slash protests up in BC right now is uh, the old growth logging protests. And uh, given the fact that, you know, the earth is old and trees can grow unabated for a long time and then 
people can come along and cut them down pretty quickly. One of the big industries in British Columbia is lumber. Mm. And the one of the big protests going around right now is the old growth logging protest. And BC is, you know, pretty environmentally conscious. You know, there's there's rules about what age of tree you can cut down and where they're placed and all this, that and the other. But as with anything else, cutting down trees get people gets people's hackles up. So yeah, and and there's been some pretty public protests that have shut down streets, and there's the you know protesters having to be carried out from logging sites in you know what whatever thing they've chained themselves to, and this that and the other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, timber is a big thing, or it used to be a very big thing in Oregon, and occasionally in the rural areas you'll see these signs for timber unity, and I believe it's just sort of unity in terms of we're going to get together and oppose anything that puts the reins on timber harvesting. And maybe you should find out what the whole timber unity thing is about. <laughs> Interesting. I've never heard of timber unity. People get really Oregon mad about or Washington thing. When I worked for the cabinet maker, secondary to the pandemic, you know, prices with just about everything went mm. through the roof just because production shut down. And this particular company sourced all the lumber I ever saw come into the building was direct from China. Right. Just, you know, because one, <laughs> China doesn't give a <laughs> good damn about the environment or human life or anything else. And, you know, that's that's where prices were cheaper. And, well, uh, that's not quite how it goes. Uh, we actually ship the raw lumber over to China and then we buy it back. Is that finished. so? So yeah. China doesn't have a logging industry? Uh, they Sure they do, but we don't process a lot of the lumber around here. It's just we send it over to China to have it processed. Really? Mm-hmm. That is very interesting to me. Yeah. When, um, what is it? And somehow this is cheaper? Yeah, somehow it's cheaper. Huh. I love learning new things. Yeah, they don't have the faci- enough facilities over here to process the lumber. It's cheaper to do it over there. And so one of the big reasons that lumber prices went up was because of shipping going up. And so the shipping to ship lumber over there and to get it and then to ship it back became a lot more expensive. And also there was less shipping space available. So things were getting backed up. Wow, look at this. This uh, this article is very old. This article is, is like a decade old, but it's from the CBC. What and, is it? Uh, it's, it's just talking about lumber exports and... I, and and now that you've told me that, I'm curious about how this is financially viable, like how it's how, how it's cheaper to ship this over to China and get it processed there versus just doing it here. Cheap shipping was a big part of it, and now it's just, shipping isn't so cheap anymore. You know, it is difficult to say cheap shipping. Cheap, cheap. Oh wow, that is a tongue twister, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Ten times fast. Cheap shipping, cheap shipping, cheap. cheap. Whoa, yeah, that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Apparent. Okay, so here we have. At least 10,000 jobs based out of British Columbia that are directly related to Chinese lumber exports. Wow, this is interesting. I am so glad we do this podcast. Now I have a new rabbit hole to go down. (laughs) I I also picked Paul Bunyan because I have a little bit of a fascination with folk heroes Mm. and how, like, I, I would do a little bit of research on Paul Bunyan. And of course, like any tall tale, you can find bases in fact like his, his last name sounds like a quebecois phrase for timber or 
Like he bears resemblance to some larger than life people that were lumberjacks. But like all else, a lot of it is just kind of backwards pointing where there it's, it's like, oh, maybe he was based on this. But in, in actual fact, it's just here were some tall tales that got told around the same time and they all morphed into one sort of entity. Right. Well, I'm sure there were a bunch of big, beefy lumberjacks, and some of them are bigger and beefier than the others. And certainly the lumberjacks themselves had at times telling stories around the campfire and such. One of my favorite Paul Bunyan tall tales was that what is uh, is Mount Hood still called Mount Hood? Yes, it is. One of the uh, tall tales that I looked up was that Mount Hood, uh, Paul Bunyan built it for a fire pit. I, it was a volcano. I and, mean, and I think that's it technically the power of Paul. Still, I think it still is a volcano. I wonder why Mount Hood though. Like it's not very, well, apparently it's not very pa- fireplace shaped. Well, well, a fire pit, like like he built it as a pit for his campfire. But it's not a pit. And uh, I do, I do not know how tall tales work. <laughs> I mean, like Crater Lake is more of a pit. But you can't start a fire in a lake unless Crater Lake is flammable. Oh, I hope not. Is <laughs> We're gonna, it's going to be some bad news during fire season if it is. There was an amazing, uh, there's an old line from The Simpsons where somebody remarks, what happened to good old-fashioned town pride? And someone else replies, it's been going downhill ever since the lake caught fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. There exists a Paul Bunyan statue in North Portland. Have I seen this statue? Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of Paul Bunyan statues. Yeah, it's it's one of the few like really kitschy large pieces of art we have in Portland. It's across from what used to be for the longest time the dancing bear. <laughs> what was the dancing bear? Well, what do you think the dancing bear was? Well, I mean, I I can imagine it was probably well. <laughs> so <laughs> D- don't dox me, but I live in the neighborhood of Vancouver. And there are a lot of bears in the area signs, but it's not talking about those kinds of bears. No, it's not talking about that kind of bear here either. So the dancing bear, I imagine it was a bear that is dancing for some reason. Well, it's the dancing B-A-R-E. Oh, okay. It's a, it was a strip club. Was, the operative word being was? Yeah, it closed down. It? it was a really long-running strip club, and it, it closed. The way, secondary to... Um, covid or i think actually covid might have been what finished it off yeah i'm looking up so now this has led me down a rabbit hole and i'm looking up giant kitschy statues Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i like how many cultures have just like we're so unoriginal as as entities like people are just like all we do is steal ideas and how many cultures have the giant person as a folk hero and he and he's big and strong and has just done things depending on culture not enough giant women not enough giant women (laughs) i've got okay so so, so now i've got to look up her name oh yeah there's raven saunders did you see her shot put oh yeah that was so cool may i petition to have her be uh our, our first giant woman folk hero I like I second. Was it shot put? Because it has sort of a sling attached to it. Well, uh, what I saw was her doing the shot put. Oh, okay. And she, and in her Olympic trial, she broke the record held by the current gold medal holder who was watching her do the trial. Awesome, awesome. And she did it wearing a Hulk mask. 
That's I didn't see her, that. I saw her do something. And her with hair a, was dyed green. I saw her do something with a sling, it, it, like the spinny thing with a sling. Oh, okay. I saw her do the shot put. So is she like doing? Is she breaking multiple records here? Maybe. I hope so. There are some fierce bitches going to the Olympics this year. Good. Uh, Eugene, Oregon, Charleston native Raven. Oh, this is a uh, source from ABC. This is an article from Drew Trip. Uh, Charleston native Raven Saunders finished second in the shot put after a record-breaking performance Friday at the U.S. Track and Field Olympic Trials, earning a spot on Team USA for the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. Saunders, who competed in an incredible Hulk mask, had a personal best throw of uh, 65 feet 6 inches to make the team. This marks the second time she has qualified. Uh, Saunders' throw set a new meet record for the U.S. Olympic Trials, until Jessica Ramsey responded with a throw of 66 feet, one quarter inch to win the event and set a new record. Jesus. Ramsey's shot put moved her into fourth all time among U.S. athletes and number two in the world. That's amazing. It's What's Beastly. interesting, though, is that somebody set a bigger record just right after and didn't get the same acclaim. Indeed. And now I'm looking up why. It might have been the Hulk mask. Maybe she did get similar acclaim but it was probably just because i saw saunders's video and not ramsey's i think oh gosh what just the i don't know one of them had a thing with a ball and a sling and a spinning and then it went behind the tree and there was sort of they're saying like nobody expected it to go so far so that's why they didn't have a camera at an angle where it could see it go behind the tree is that the same person I do not know. The only thing I saw was shot put. <laughs> I'm going to look this up, I guess. I would learn that the manufacturers of Olympic javelins have been having to reduce the distance that their javelins can travel because athletes were throwing them too far and it was becoming hazardous. Here is news out of Team USA. Uh, There's an article. Jessica Ramsey tops Raven the Hulk Saunders in epic shot put showdown. Karen Rosen is the author. Jessica Ramsey didn't blink when Raven the Hulk Saunders broke the meat record to pull ahead of her in the shot put final at the U.S. Olympic team trials. Quote, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Ramsey said, remembering their old back and forth when they were training partners for years. Okay, Raven, you want to compete? Let's go. That's so nice. When she heard the measurement, Ramsey said she thought, wow, that's amazing to believe in yourself and actually do what you're going to do. And the Hulk wasn't even mad. Honestly, if I could have lost to anybody, I'm happy it was Jessica Mann, said Saunders, who made her second straight Olympic team with a personal best of 19.96 meters, 65 feet, 6 inches. I'm happy for her, happy for myself. We're pumping each other up, and uh, it was great to make that magic again. Woo! Woo! Build each other up. Well, Yeah, that sounds really great. And go win a crap ton of medals. I know, especially with that attitude. You could definitely get a gold medal in team. <laughs> Did you just say you definitely get a gold medal in team? Yes. You know, Saunders is not the same person I was talking about earlier, now that I've seen the mask. Ah. I don't know. Whatever. I don't actually know sports very well. The sports team compete points Olympics. Well, here's the thing. The fact that I am confused about who's doing what... And there are a bunch of women just like killing it, and also That's the opposite of a problem. I know, and also killing it with style. Like it's not just a matter of them doing records. I don't really care about records, but with the like the amazing like gusto that they do it with, I, like I do take notice of. 
you won't hear our podcast, but go out there and crush it. Oh, yes. Keep being awesome.